the title of the message um, that we, we wasn't able to get it actually goes with everything that happened today. The good old days. How about it, David? Give me one picture. The good old days. Everybody remember that, Mom? 70s? 70s? We're going to go 70s. All right, the next one. Man, talking about the buttons from long ago. That's at Caldwell Park. The good old days. Think about this, the good old days. The next one. This is one of our uh, classrooms. I, I think this is um, in the church in the holler there. V point. Yeah, that's uh, Kelly, Colleen, James, Joy, Becca, and Daniel. The good old days. Everybody remember that? So some friends of mine, uh, let, let me give you some context. I, it won't take me long. Let me give you some context. So I eat breakfast every morning at the same location with men uh, that are 40 years my senior. They're in their 80s. One of them is 92. Love those guys. And something happened on TV because these guys watch the news and they said, man, back in our day, that wouldn't happen. You remember the good old days? Does anybody remember the good old days? You know where, let me get my notes up. Um, one of them was uh, talking about um, he got a biscuit, and it was really, uh, it wasn't done. And the other guy got a biscuit that was done, done. And um, uh, one of them's name's Clyde Morrison, and the other guy's name's Jim. Jim got the really, really white biscuit, and Clyde got the really, really dark biscuit, and he said, man, this is like going to grandma's. He said, we'd sneak in there in the cupboard, we'd grab the biscuit, take off running with the jelly on the way out. Those were the good old days. Anybody remember that? I, I didn't grow up with a grandma, so I don't remember doing it, but Josh tells me that she always had snacks and stuff. So, um, For me, I can remember going to the campground that dad would rent, and Ronnie and David would be cooking fish for the lunch and the dinner for everyone to eat later on. We'd eat breakfast that morning, and all of us would play sports or games in between the church services that we'd have for that entire week. The entire church would go to a campground and stay there, and in Hyoka Campground. And for me, what I remember as a child are the good old days. We don't do that anymore. Our youth, my own kids, I've got four in college, would not understand or comprehend that type of good old days. I can recall Josh and I playing multiple tournaments throughout the summers of whatever sport it was. Tennis, because we, had, we lived on an old dairy farm. There was no cows, so we used the concrete pad, and we used one of Dad's straps to make the net, and we would have tournament after tournament after tournament, or... We were tired of it, so now we went to football. We got tired of football. We'd go to basketball. Those were the good old days. We didn't wake up worrying about if we were going to eat that morning. We didn't wake up. What we went to bed with was, I'm going to beat you tomorrow. I think now, if I understand correctly, Josh and I wrestled whenever it was raining. And I'd get thrown across the room because I was the smallest of us. And he would allow me to do my, my move, you know, the ultimate warrior or whoever it was at the time. He would allow me to do it. I think Rachel holds that belt now. So I'm glad to know that it was passed on to somebody else besides Josh winning and beating me all the time. Those, say again. 
Yeah, or, or one, of, uh, one of the girls would have to be the, the ultimate warrior champion at this moment. Those were the good old days. Can you remember that? Who can remember what you were doing 13 years ago? Anybody? Anybody? Vicky can remember. Colleen can remember. Nate can barely remember. I was on a plane headed to Iraq 13 years ago. I didn't think about that till this morning. Nate was a baby. He was just born in January 13 years ago. The good old days. Where when we liked him, now not so much. He's 13. You know, those were the good old days. I love you, son. It's been 13 years since God appeared to Abraham. Abram. And gave him a promise of fathering a nation. 13 years... A promise was given, and yet for 13 years since God gave him that he would father nations, he's had nothing but silence. It's been quiet for 13 years. Where were you 13 years ago? I told you, this won't take me long. I'm just going to preface this. Everything has been lined up for this message, and I love it when he does that. The songs, I didn't even know Josh and them were singing. It's there. Just look for it. For 13, what were you doing? What promise did God make to you through a word somebody said in the service you were sitting in 13 years ago that you know God said was for you, and yet it seems like in that word that he gave you, there's been nothing but silence for the last 13 years. God allowed Abraham to go 13 years, the whole time stumbling in his own efforts in trying to bring about the promises of God. He said, how is that so? He made mistakes, and God hadn't said a word. He had taken in Hagar and birthed Ishmael, a wild ass, trying to do it of his own accord, thinking God gave me a word, I'm going to help him out. Had the son... Raised the son. The Bible says that Abraham raised him. He tried to adopt Eleazar. Trying to bring about the promises of God within his own strength. And God said not a word for 13 years to him. Do you ever feel like, or, or maybe you felt like God has given you a word or made a promise concerning something? And yet you spent years in silence. The good old days when God would speak to you. The good old days when the now moment was there. The good old days. 13 years of silence and in Genesis 17, God shows up. And he says, and when Abraham was 90 and 9 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face. And then God begins to speak to him and gives him a name change. You shall no longer be called Abram, but Abraham. After all of the years trying to do it on your own, I've allowed you to walk 13 years in absolutely wasted effort. And now I'm going to tell you who you are. 
There are some truths that God cannot reveal in early times of your life because you're not ready to receive what God has promised you 13 years ago. God is not moved by time. God is going to show Abraham who he really is. But like most of us, I can reason with Abraham. When he laughs and asks God, shall I find pleasure in my old age? Why now, God? Why didn't you do it when I was 30? Why didn't you do it when I was 25? God, why didn't you, for Abraham, why didn't you do it when I was 50? Why didn't you do it when I was 70? I am 99 years old. Why have you been quiet? And why now, God? Anybody feel that? Why now? Why didn't you do it? When I had the job, why didn't you do it before I lost my home? Why didn't you do it before I walked through all those years and arrived at this stage in my life? God, why now? I'm 99 years, and God says, because you wasn't ready yet. I'm getting somewhere. I had to take you through the process to get you to the promise. Yeah. Now you're ready to receive like you were never ready before. You say, well, God, I don't understand. And God says, I don't need you to understand. I'm God all by myself. I don't need you to understand or to be able to do it of your own accord. I know you're 99 years old. And now I'm going to bless you. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, now God is going to do it. Say it again. Now God is going to do it. Even though all the messes and the mistakes, even when you've ran out of ideas and you feel there's nothing left, now God is going to bless you. You couldn't do it in your own strength. Your family failed you. Your job is gone. The neighbors didn't do what they said they were going to do. But now, God, I'm going to show up in your life just when there didn't seem like any way possible it could be done. God says, now I'm going to bless you. Does anybody here have now faith? Because for 13 years, you haven't even heard God speak to you. And he shows up and says, I am the almighty God. Now, I'm going to give you a name change. I wonder where, where you were at. And if you could believe God through the silence of 13 years. And Abraham's still laughing. At, Can I find pleasure at my age? And God says, I know your knees are weak. <laughs> I know your back is bent. I know your hands are weak. But when I get ready to bless you, the circumstances you see are nothing against my word. Now. Don't worry when I do bless you. It's going to make up for all the foolish things you did on the way like Ishmael and Eleazar and going into Hagar's tent. I'm going to make up for all the foolishness that you try to do of your own accord. I am the Lord God Almighty. Walk before me and be thou perfect. I'm coming to bring you into alignment. I've come to bring this thing to pass. I'm about to change the course. In other words, your latter days shall be greater. Did it, did, hold on. Your latter days shall be greater than your former. You've been talking about the good old days are behind us. And I'm here to tell you that the good old days are ahead of you. 
You've lived 13 years in silence thinking that those were the good old days and that when we were in the church in the holler and then whenever we'd have our convention and everybody would be at a campground and God shows up and says, I know where you're at, Abraham. I don't care if your back is bent over and you ain't looked at her like Josh says with a twinkle in your eye. Let me tell, good, I'm going to get ahead of myself. Let me go back. I will make everything line up and come into order because I am the Lord God Almighty. I know your wife is past childbearing age. I know her breasts have drawn up and they're not producing milk. I know your body is weak and you lost strength as a man. I know you're unable to produce a seed. I waited for you to run out of your own seed so I could give you a seed. Because when I give you a seed, Sarah's womb will recognize that something new has hit my womb. Because it has quickened it and brought it back to life. When God's seed hits a dead thing, it brings it back to life. God called Abraham the father of nations. Sometimes when you hear God speak to you, it sounds crazy. It sounds like it's important. And behind your own human ability, you know it's God. Because when he asks you, you know there's no way it can come through you. When he asks you to do something you can't do without him. When he asks you to do something that doesn't fit your circumstance where, or where you're at at life in this moment, that means it may be your body, but it'll be his seed. It may be your mouth, but it'll be his voice. It may be your brain, but it'll be his intelligence. For the battle is not yours, says the Lord. It belongs to me. There is a nation inside of each and every one of you. The enemy is not fighting you over, over the, the enemy is not fighting you over where you're at. He's fighting you over where you're going and what's inside of you that God wants to lay the seed in the womb of time to give to you in the process. You've been talking about, excuse me, God came to tell Abraham about the generations and the nations inside of him. Abraham was talking about one child. The whole time he was concerned and focused on a son. And God was talking about generations. And your children's children. Yeah. You've been talking to God about next week paycheck. He's talking about 20 years down the road. You've been talking about, talking about how you're going to get through next month. God's talking to you about what he's working on for the next generation. I needed, God said, I needed you to go through that process so you'd be able to withstand the next season of your life. I have intended you to be born with opportunities your parents couldn't imagine because what I'm working on in the timing is right for you to be where you are and like you are. In your 13 years of silence, there are nations inside of you. God made Abraham a father when he didn't feel like a man. There are some of you that felt like God tell you things years ago. You felt like there had been nothing but silence for years and years. That your good old days are behind you. But I'm here to declare to you today that God will quicken the womb of promise that he has given birth to the nation he intended for you all along. There, there are nations inside of you. There are nations inside of you. There are nations inside of you. The birth canal 
in the place you were 20 years ago could not survive what God wanted to do inside of you today. That business couldn't have survived all those days ago. But the good old days are ahead of you. The good old days are ahead of you. That child you've been praying for and asking about having from God all those years ago was heard. And God's about to give the seed of promise to your womb. There are books inside of you. There are great, great grandkids inside of you. There are ideas and concept inside of you. And I am the Lord God Almighty. And I've shown up to tell you that your name's no longer Abram, but Abraham. Because you'll father nations. Now. Now faith. God is going to release through your body. Though your body's been shut down, your factory to boost C may feel empty. The circumstance for that businesses, that book or that family has closed, unable to produce a seed of its own. And the conditions are adverse for what the prophecy entails. And that's how you're going to know it was God. When Abraham's seed hit Sarah's womb, it quickened it and brought it back to life come down through 42 generations, walk down the back steps of heaven, wrapped itself up in flesh, and Jesus stands up and says what? I am the seed of Abraham. I am what quickened it and brought it back to life. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. There is resurrecting anointing to that promise. Somebody's body is about to be resurrected. Somebody's family and home life is about to be resurrected. Somebody's finances are about to be resurrected. Some things, Sarah brings the child to Abraham and calls his name Isaac. Which means the Lord has made me laugh. I feel it. Can you, can you play on the keys or get somebody to? <laughs> Somebody is about to laugh at the promise God is about to do in your life. In this season of your life that seems like the most inopportune time, God is about to make you laugh with the joy you've never had before. Not about a blessing you saw coming, but a ridiculous blessing that can only come because of the seed hit the womb of promise in your life. And that the good old days are ahead of you. They are not behind you. To go off what Becky said earlier, Ruth birthed a child, O'Head, Jesse's daddy, who was David's daddy. She was an old woman whose body was well past its age of producing. And yet Ruth takes the child and hands the baby to Naomi. And the Bible says she became the nurse to the child. Her body began to produce milk past its age to feed the child. Some of you here today say, well, I see that that person's struggling or that that child is struggling. And God's saying, I've given you the seed of promise to help nurse that thing for them and with them to guide them along. Do you hear what I'm telling you today? 
Because for some of you, it's about the seed of promise for you. And for some of you mothers out there, it's about the seed of promise for the ones that are around you because you feel like you're past the age of giving birth. You feel like you're past the age of the promise of God inside your life. And I'm here to tell you today that there's a baby laid before you. And if you just become its wet nurse and be able to get the, the milk from the, from the word of God and be able to nurture it and bring it back to life. And it, it got so much so that they called Ohed Naomi's son. It looks like because of age and circumstances that it's all behind us and everything was always good behind us. And I'm telling you, the good old days are not behind you. The good old days are ahead of you. The good old days are ahead of you. And the promises of God is that he shows up and says, I am the Lord all God, Almighty. Now walk before me and be thou perfect. What that means is he, he has noticed that you've come into alignment in that 13-year process of your mistakes and everything else that you feel like keep the promise from you. And God shows up and says, I am the Lord God Almighty. Now walk before me and be thou perfect. The good old days are not behind you. They're definitely ahead of you. If you feel like, I don't usually do this, but I feel like this is what, what's supposed to happen right now. And then I'm done. If you feel like your good old days have always been behind you. If you feel like the, the family, the business, the opportune things that seem like they're too far gone. God, I'm in my 30s, 29, 40s. 50s, 60s, 70s. There's no way I'm bringing forth a son. There's no way this is for me. But you know you was given a promise. And you feel like God hadn't said anything to you. It doesn't have to be the 13 years. That's what he did for Abraham. It could be 20 years. It could be 5 years, 10 years, 50 years. But you know the promises of God do not diminish. They do not go void just because you haven't walked through the process to get there. If you're that person, come forward. I'm not going to lay hands on anybody. We're going to pray together. If you feel like that's you, maybe maybe you're the one that felt like it's not me. My business is done. I've sold it, and I'm in retirement, and I'm loving it. But I feel like I'm supposed to nurse the ones around me. I feel like I'm supposed to give them you know, the milk of the word to get them to where they're supposed to be. If that's you, come forward. When God's seed hits a womb, it quickens it back to life. Any dead thing that he touches, he quickens back to life. Thank you. Let's just all put our hands towards him. Whatever it is, Father, whatever it is, Jesus. Your, your good old days are ahead of you, Henry. They are not behind you.